Lecture topic. Enlivening dead hearts. Alhamdulillah. <coughs> Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi alladheen astafa. Amma ba'du fa'audhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرُكُمْ وَشْكُرُوا لِي وَلَا تَكْفُرُونَ وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يزال لسانك رطبا من ذكر الله أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected students of deen, mothers and sisters The ayat of the Qur'an Sharif that was recited is very, very well known to all of us. We hear this ayat being recited often. It's a very well-known ayat which we have heard many discussions about. The discussion is about the zikr of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala in this ayat of the Quran Sharif says, Fazkuruni Azkurukum. You remember me, I will remember you. So you remember me, I will remember you. Allah Ta'ala will remember us in which way? So the one explanation of this is Fazkuruni Bitta'a. Fazkuruni bil ita'ati, you remember me by means of your obedience, and I will remember you bil inayati, by showering my favors upon you. So Allah Ta'ala, His remembering somebody refers to Allah Ta'ala's showering down of His favors, because Allah Ta'ala never forgets. Insan, we remember some things, we forget some things. Allah Ta'ala, everybody, every moment, Allah is fully aware of each person, what their words are, what their deeds are, what their thoughts are. Not one single person is out of the knowledge of Allah Ta'ala and not a single atom moves in the universe without the will of Allah Ta'ala and nothing is out of the knowledge of Allah Ta'ala so Allah Ta'ala remembering us doesn't mean that at other times Na'uzubillah Allah Ta'ala is not aware of us what is meant here is Allah Ta'ala will shower down His favor upon us so first Quruni we are being told that remember Allah Ta'ala with what? with Allah Ta'ala's obedience that's the primary remembrance the person who is obedient to Allah Ta'ala he is remembering Allah Ta'ala. And if that is not the case, the person is not in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala, consciously fulfilling what Allah Ta'ala wants, a person refraining from sin because Allah Ta'ala has forbidden it, the person is restraining the gaze from haram because Allah Ta'ala has forbidden it, person wants to say something, wants to be engaging in some ghibat, for example, something has come to mind that I should say this, say what? So now first the person is thinking, but what is this all about? 
I'm going to say something or I want to say something about a friend of mine, some family member, somebody who I don't maybe have any relationship with, but I heard about this person. So now, what I want to say about the person, is it going to be something that they will be happy to know that this was spoken about them, or they will dislike that it was spoken about them. So the heart will give an answer that no, this is not something somebody will like. If I was the one who was being spoken about in this manner, I too wouldn't like it. So now the heart testifies, if the heart is alive that is, the heart will testify that this is ghibat. This is sinful, this is ghibat. So now many times people get a lot of so-called fun and enjoyment in making ghibat, in talking ill of others, this person did this, this person did that, and find it amusing to talk about the ills of others, make a mockery of it, laugh at them. Whereas that is ghibad, talking about something which a person would dislike. So this is ghibad. So now, the person who has this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, who is in the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, they will first ponder over this, and then realize that no, this is not in order, this is ghibad, so I cannot be engaging in ghibad. They will then hold back. And when they hold back, why are they holding back? Because this is to stay away from Allah's disobedience. That refraining is zikr. At that time the person was not reciting anything verbally, was not engaging in any recitation of Quran Sharif, any zikr, any tasbih, was not in the masjid, was not sitting and making some ibadat or standing in salah, the person might have been just sitting around friends, in some circle of friends, person might have been in some family gathering, might have been around a meal, eating, enjoying some food, whatever it might have been, outwardly which would be a situation which nobody would regard as any ibadat. person is sitting and talking with some family members, talking with some friends, so who regards that as any ibadat? Somebody else is sitting and reciting tasbih, making tilawat, you regard that as an ibadat. But this person in the midst of that very casual time, which was sounding like far away from any ibadat, but they restrained themselves from that ghibat. Why? Because Allah is displeased with it. Allah doesn't like this. This is very serious sin. So though there might have been some light-hearted talk carrying on at that time, or just some general discussion. But this person who held back from making that ghibat is in a very great ibadat. Outwardly, just sitting around, talking some general things, or even some light-hearted things. But this was a very great ibadat nobody around even realized. Unlike many other ibadats, somebody will notice, somebody will see, this was all within, everything in the heart. The debate happened in the heart. The person pondered over the matter, all inside, all within. There's one whole debate carrying on, there's a whole issue carrying on, all from inside. Outwardly the person is just sitting, just smiling. But this debate is happening, this is a tug of war between the good and the evil within a person. And then he suppresses that evil. And he says, I am not going to make this ghibad. This was a very great ibadat. And this was the essence of zikr. 
Because the essence of zikr is itaat. The essence of zikr is the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. And at this moment the person is in a very great obedience because the temptation was there to do something haram and the effort was made to, to suppress that and to remain firm on what Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. Now this is just one example. Like that we can think about our entire day, how many times we are encountered with things we are tempted to say some things, we are tempted to do some things, we are tempted to look in some direction, tempted to engage our heart actively in something or the other which is not in order. But all these temptations, all these thoughts, all these inclinations, the effort is then made to suppress it. That is zikr. Now, one person is, mashallah, sitting with the tasbih, turning the beads, but while turning those beads, the mind is engaged in something sinful. While turning the beads, the person is looking also at some screen at the same time. So he is reciting Subhanallah, Subhanallah, but looking at something which is not supposed to be looked at. So that is far away from zikr. Though the tongue is engaged in zikr, because the eyes at that time is looking at haram, there is no zikr that is far away from the reality of zikr. And this person was in some light-hearted discussion, talking, but that ibadat was there at that time of restraining from some evil, that person is in a very great level of zikr. Now this is the need of the moment to develop the zikr within ourselves. And to come out of ghaflat. Zikr, the opposite of it is ghaflat. Zikr is a state of remembrance, Remembrance here referring to person is conscious of Allah Ta'ala. That level of consciousness which drives a person towards the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. And ghaflat is the opposite. Heedlessness, carelessness. Ghaflat doesn't mean that a person doesn't remember. But despite remembering, the person is still far away from acting according to what is correct. So that is ghaflat. And one of the biggest tragedies of the time is ghaflat. Now just to understand this in the light of the current situation, what is going on in Gaza, in Palestine, what kind of halat are there? In our living history, we haven't heard something like this. Prior to this, there have been some major tragedies that the Ummat suffered, major calamities that came in some places, the historians sometimes when they came to certain incidents, like at the time with the Tatars, what fitna they caused and what kind of calamity came onto Baghdad at that time, etc. And many other incidents, the historians also, they say, we, this is something we found the most difficult to write. Our pen couldn't move. Such atrocities, such kind of so now, these things happened before, but in our living history, people who are living in this time and age, perhaps nobody has heard something of this nature. Now, this is such a crisis on the Ummad. But now, on the one side, this is the crisis. This is something which, it really, it tears at anybody's heart. But at the same time, look around us, look around the world, 
in some parts of the world, Muslim lands, now there's a major music festival in the midst of all this. And it will carry on for one month, a music festival. And now what is this going to do? It's going to get people involved in all kinds of sin, in shamelessness. So now one is that a person has some level of dini conscience, some level of zikr, then that zikr, that will become a means of preventing a person from getting into sins, especially in a moment of crisis. Can we imagine, for example, somebody has been now affected, afflicted by some issue, whatever the issue might be, so now as a result, somebody passed away, there's a janaza lying in our home, can we imagine now, somebody sitting there at that time, and now he is busy on his phone, and looking at some haram, in front of the janaza there, we can't think about it, it's beyond our imagination, and inshallah nobody will do something like this, that in front of a janaza, lying there in front of them, and can't be bothered, busy watching some filth right in there, we can't think about it, so, while this is not happening in front of our eyes here at home, but at this scale, it should jolt a person that little, if that level of zikr was there, that now I can't carry on like this. This is beyond anything else that I have come across, and now I need to change my whole approach to life. I need to take a lesson from this. I need to make dua for those who are suffering. I need to do whatever else I can, more amal, and at the same time, more importantly with all that, I need to change my life. I can't have, many times there's a funeral, etc., people who were far away from deen, were lost in whatever they were up to, they get jolted by that because it was somebody so close, then they come back on track. Sometimes, unfortunately, it doesn't last too long, but for that period of time, they come back on track. While things have just happened, they get shaken one week, two weeks, they are now different people. Unfortunately, because of them, the environment, the company they keep, things slip away. But the point is that it jolted them for that period of time. Why? Because nobody just can brush that kind of thing aside. But now can we imagine in the midst of this crisis, and these kind of things can still continue. Now one is on that level, where from government level, from whatever level, these kind of things are arranged and organized, and then the public is all drawn into it, and this sin and violation of Allah Ta'ala's command, and this shamelessness and immorality happens on a broad scale, blatantly, shamelessly. This, on the one side, is actually giving dawah to Allah Ta'ala's azab, Allah save us, but at the same time, it says something that how dead a heart can be. That one is on a dini level, dini level of conscious, consciousness, person now will be jolted. But even if that for whatever reason was very weak, person didn't have that level of dini consciousness, that zikr was so weak in the heart, that even just human nature, and just some basic human feeling and beyond that we have Iman 
So just even that lowest level of Iman would make a person think differently. And the least he would do is, the least, they not be blatantly sinning. That would be the least, the very, very, very least. That at least open sins would have been cut out completely. And even any other sins being done in privately, that too would have become like a very difficult thing for a person, a very heavy sense of shame and guilt, that when this is happening and this is how I can still carry on, we are far from the situation where we, our entire mindset would change to such an extent, like some pious people, when there were some calamities in the Ummad, they couldn't sleep the whole night. One very great personality who passed away about 4-5 years ago, we're not talking about centuries ago, many many people of this nature passed, but one personality who passed away 4-5 years ago, so his biography was just published very recently, so some excerpts of that were uh, circulated, so one excerpt, the person I'm referring to was Maulana Yusuf Mutala Sabrahmatullahi, who was from the UK, and he passed away some couple of years back, three years, four years back. And uh, he was a very great personality. He had a lot of family here in South Africa who are still here. He was the Khalifa of Hazrat Sheikh Zakaria Rahmatullahi. So now the person who is writing about him, he says that many times, and this is now going back to some incidents that happened in Palestine previously. So he says he wouldn't, in the morning you can see he hasn't slept the whole night. So when he would be asked what happened, so not that he wasn't on the bed, he was trying to sleep, he was engaged in ibadat, he went to sleep, but never got, got a wink of sleep. Asked him, but what happened? So he, his response was, he said, the whole night I could hear the cries of the children of Ghazda. So his night came out like that, he couldn't get one wink of sleep. We not anywhere close to that caliber, that we have that level of consciousness. But, is there no consciousness at all? And our hearts have gone so dead that in the midst of the crisis, sports will still grab our attention. In the midst of a crisis of this nature, where the Ummah is being uh, treated in this manner, and in the midst of such a crisis, we still have time for all haram entertainment, we are not of that caliber where we will be able to deal on things on that level. Our life will carry on and we have to carry on. Our work will carry on. We will eat and drink and whatever our family matters are, we'll carry on with it. But the least is that we should be conscious of this and give up sin. Make Toba. And this making of Toba is what's going to draw down the help of Allah Ta'ala for us and for the people that are affected by all this. But now in the manner we carry on, it shows as if there is no care for what goes on, besides some lip service, we will express some things, and besides watching uh, the news and seeing what is going on here and there, nothing else, what we got out of that? If that is all that we did, kept up with the news, what we got out of it? So this is the lesson that we have to take, this is a very, very great message that we have to take to heart. Now the issue was, the issue was of zikr. We started off discussing this level of zikr 
if zikr is alive in the heart, then the heart will be alive. And if the heart is alive, it will be sensitive to the issues of the ummah. It will be sensitive to things that happen around us too, what happens to us as well, something that affects our own deen, we will be sensitive to all that. And at the same time, we will be sensitive to the plight of the ummah. When? If there is life in the heart. And if there is no life, so even a phone is lifeless, but it will speak a lot, you press some buttons, some whole talk will come up, about this is happening here, that is happening there. You put some cassette in, one cassettes are outdated now, you put one CD in some place, it will start, whatever is recorded on it, so a lot of things will come through, this news, that news, depending what was recorded on it. So like that, we too, if the zikr is not there, we would become like lifeless. And just, meaning spiritually lifeless, there will be talk, there will be things on the tongue, We'll be saying this, that and the other, but no different through that CD. We heard something here, we said it there. We read something on the news somewhere here, there, we said it there, that's all. So like that CD, lifeless, after that, after that CD finish got played, after that clip got played, then after that what? Nothing. That phone feels nothing, that recorder feels nothing, whatever it played. So we too, we said a few things here and there, and then what? How much amal we made? How much istighfar we made? How many times we made two rakats nafil and made dua to Allah Ta'ala to grant afiyat to the people of Palestine, to the people of Gaza. How many times we raised our hands. We did, Alhamdulillah. We did it a lot. Very, very good. Alhamdulillah. Summa Alhamdulillah. And if not, then we need to check our hearts first. What is the level of zikr? Because if the zikr is not there, it's either light or it's darkness. It's not both. It cannot be midday and midnight at the same time. Either it will be partly dark, then there will be so much less light at the same time. If some darkness came in, then it will mean that the light is so much lesser also. And if more darkness came in, then the light will be even lesser. And if total darkness comes in, then it means that there is no light. It's not possible that there is full light and full darkness. It can never happen. It's opposites. So it's either zikr, the light of zikr or the darkness of ghaflat. It's not possible that this total zikr and total ghaflat, impossible. Now, unfortunately, the level of ghaflat that is in the heart and the expression of light is on the tongue. So we express some hurt, we express some feelings, we express these things. Indeed, that too. But how much of it is in the heart? If it is in the heart, it's coming from a living heart, then it won't be restricted to that. that that's also will happen, that's natural then. But that's not where it will get finished off, because it's not a dead CD. It's not just a clip playing out of some phone somewhere. It is a heart that is speaking. And if the heart is speaking, when we are expressing these things, then the heart is king. Then it will not just be restricted to the impact on the tongue. But then it will raise the hands as well in dua. It will make a person walk towards making wudu and then make a person make some salah as well. It will make the person start making some amal. Where the opportunity is there, it will make one dip into one's pocket and spend something to help the people 
who are suffering in such a very serious manner. When the heart has been impacted and the heart is alive, then this will be the outcome. This will be how it will unfold. This is what will happen. Now, Alhamdulillah, many people, mashallah, have been engaging in a lot of amal, have been doing many things. Some people have asked about it, have communicated it, many others. Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala accept, Allah Ta'ala make it a means of khair for the ummad. But whoever has done whatever good they did, Alhamdulillah, Allah accept. But each one of us have to reflect within ourselves. What did I do? Others did. MashaAllah, very good. But did I do that? Or if I did something, how much was it? Is it something that uh, I could have done more? So in that more time, what was I doing? Watching some news here and there, just caught up on some social media, were still glued to some sports, some other entertainment, and haram, that is tragic. That means the height of ghaflat then. So how are we going to bring this zikr alive? So one is the verbal zikr. Because the heart must come alive. So it must get watered. Like the land, the ground, gets parched, gets dry. It becomes completely uh, barren. But then now to bring it alive, you need to bring the rain onto it. And plow it. So likewise, if the heart is dead or almost dead, then we need to do something for the heart. So one is the verbal zikr. As consciously as we can, the verbal zikr. And the name of Allah is very great. It's never without benefit. So daily we should be increasing our zikr. There should be already some amount of zikr that we are doing daily. But to some extent we should be increasing it. The minimum is, the very minimum is, 100 times istighfar very deeply from the depth of our heart, 100 times durood sharif, this, this very short formula of istighfar, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, 100 times deeply, 100 times durood sharif, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this is the bare minimum. And together with that, Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq, subhanallah wa bihamdihi, add that as well. So this we should be doing daily. And if it's not happening, then inshallah we should try and make some tartib. Inshallah our maulimas will make some tartib for some, some, pattern, some system for us. Where some time will be dedicated in the madrasa day. So that this gets completed properly. Without has, just doing it in a haphazard manner. Without just rushing it in a nice way. In time will be allocated for this that we get engaged in these amal. Apart from that, one very great amal, especially in these kind of times of calamities and hardships, is the recitation of La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. And the prescribed amount in one hadith, Nabi Islam said, Aksir, excessively recite La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. It was a calamity and he said, Do this. So the Bashayikh have prescribed a very great personality, Mujaddid al Fasani rahmatullah alayhi says 500 times and together with that Duru Sharif 100 times before 100 times after now we might feel that this will take quite a bit of time if several people get together in one household 5 people 10 people do it together that complete 
the recitation of 100 times Duru Sharif, 500 times La Hula Wala Quta Illa Billah, and 100 times Duru Sharif, all put together, five, four or five people put together, it won't take 10 minutes. We can do it in our classes, once a day, it won't take 10 minutes. It won't take 5 minutes also if there is such a number of people in each class. So now these are amal that we should engage in. This will hopefully bring alive our hearts. This will give the courage to give up sin, which is the most important thing. To start becoming very conscious and punctual on our five daily salah. And doing what is going to bring down the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala upon ourselves, upon our homes, households, families and the ummah at large. Bringing in a life of taqwa spending more time in dua, these are the amal that we have to increase, get more involved in. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we remain sensitive to the plight of the ummah and we do what is in our capacity to help ourselves and help the ummah at large. The least is giving up haram, stopping all the sins, coming onto a path of righteousness, this is what's going to benefit us and benefit everybody else. And the starting point of that is for us, together with whatever is compulsory, there's no compromise on that, but to enliven the heart, these few tasbihat and zikr that we mentioned, till out of the Quran Sharif, we start becoming very conscious of this. Each one of us, if we just keep reciting La hawla wa la quwata illa billah, while we're coming to madrasa, while we're going back, at other free times, each one will be able to do 500 without difficulty also. So we try as best as we can and inshallah we'll see the benefit of this in our own lives and inshallah it'll be a great help to the ummah at large. Allah Ta'ala give me and all of us the tawfiq wa akhiru da'awana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nafsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik. Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallama bima huwa ahlu. ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير وجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم اغفر لأمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارحم أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم أصلح أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم فرج الكرب عن أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم انصر إخواننا في فلسطين اللهم انصر المجاهدين في فلسطين اللهم انصرهم على عدوك وعدوهم اللهم انصرهم على عدوك وعدوهم اللهم انصرهم على عدوك وعدوهم اللهم اللهم عليك باليهود الظالمين اللهم عليك باليهود الظالمين اللهم شتت شملهم اللهم مزق جمعهم اللهم خالف بين كلمتهم اللهم خالف بين كلمتهم وزلزل أقدامهم وأنزل بهم بأسك الذي لا ترده عن القوم المجرمين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله